The reading is taken from Colossians, verses 15 to 23. <clears throat> the supremacy of Christ. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and though and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present your holy <clears throat> to present you holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, not moved from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under the heaven and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. The end of the lesson. Thank you very much indeed. So one of my favorite locations in North Wales is known as the Roman Steps, which is an ancient route winding its way through the amazing Rinog range of mountains. I've got one or two pictures of it here. Uh, some of you may recognize this because it is one of the places where we have walked from uh, some of the outdoor activity uh, weekends that we've had at CMC Adventure. And uh, this little bridge is part of the Roman steps and it's just a, a magnificent environment there, just a very special place. And the next picture shows the steps continuing to wind their way through the mountain range. You can see them on the left of the picture. Uh, there's nothing else there. It is a very remote region, but uh, as early as the 5th century, these ancient steps were put into place. The present course, I'm sure, is inevitably the result of many modifications over time, but it is a remarkable route to follow, round the back of uh, one of the amazing mountain ranges in uh, mid-Wales. It's just quite extraordinary. Every twist and turn opens up unending wonder and beauty. It's a memorable journey. So we're looking at the letter of Colossians uh, in the autumn at the moment with the title of Journey of Hope. And this journey also has some steps to take. Steps to grow in our faith. Steps to really live out the hope which is at the heart of the Christian gospel. 
And if you think back two weeks, I know we've had some interruptions and we've got another one next week with Harvest, but uh, let's try and keep the flow of this. Two weeks back, when Nick was speaking, uh, we started our journey of hope through Colossians. We took the first step, which is to live a life that is pleasing to Jesus Christ, based on uh, Colossians 1 and verse 10, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. Last week, we kind of followed that through, particularly with our Stewardship Sunday, thinking about ways in which we can be involved in the life of the church here as part of our service, as part of our giving, as part of our worship, as part of our being followers of Jesus Christ. Living a life which is pleasing to Jesus. That's step one. Step two this morning is to have complete confidence in Jesus all the time. Complete confidence in Jesus all the time. This is the next step on the journey. If you like, it is an ancient journey because the material that we're looking at comes not just from the 5th century but right back from the 1st century, very soon after the time of Jesus when this letter was written. So they are ancient steps of a different kind. But they are steps that speak into our life very clearly today. And this second step, to have complete confidence in Jesus all the time. And so in our journey of hope today, the theme is believing totally in Jesus. Our challenge is to have complete confidence in Jesus all the time. And from our reading this morning, I'd like to focus especially on the words in verse 23. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. Now this week I've tried something new in sermon preparation. I wrote two sermons at once. There is so much in this passage in Colossians 1 about believing totally in Jesus that uh, it needed much more than one sermon. So this morning is actually spilling over into this evening. So if uh, Bill was slightly worried that the reading that he's going to read tonight was just the word reading that's been heard this morning, it's quite deliberate. We're going to hear the same passage tonight. And uh, this evening, we're going to think a little bit about the earlier part of the passage. And this morning, I want to draw out what I think is the most important message, which comes especially from verse 23 towards the end of the passage. If you can't hear them both, uh, I'm sure you can catch up by listening from the website later on in the week. So this evening, we'll look at that earlier part of the passage, take a closer look at who Jesus really is. And one commentator on the passage has made a very helpful connection between the supremacy of Jesus and the sufficiency of Jesus. He is supreme as a person, the firstborn of all creation. He is supreme in power. He is supreme. Everything was made through him. He's supreme in the church as head of the body. And because all of this is true, he is sufficient as our saviour. And through him, we're brought into the family of God. And the Apostle Paul wanted the church at Colossae to be quite clear about who Jesus is and the sufficiency of what he has done. And then in the later verses of this passage, having spoken very specifically about Jesus, he paints a picture of the past, how you were before discovering Jesus, that once you were alienated from God, enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. And then he contrasts it with the present. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight. 
And then comes the crunch of how you are to go on in the journey of hope. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. Now, there may be those of you here this morning who are not yet at the point of discovering Jesus as your saviour and friend. You may not yet be in the place where you know what it is to have been reconciled, to be made right with God through Jesus Christ and brought into the family of believing people because of his sacrifice on the cross. I don't want to assume that everyone is in that place. And if you are not yet there, stay with me in this sermon and keep exploring what this means. Maybe uh, come into the Alpha mornings in the next uh, few weeks when they get going. And really explore until God opens up your heart and mind to know Jesus for yourself. But many of you are at the place where you've trusted Jesus and you're living the Christian life. And the challenge of these words at the end of these pa this passage is especially for those of us who are in that place today. There is a condition in verse 23 which we must not gloss over. You cannot become a Christian and then live as if nothing has happened. You cannot keep looking back to the time when you first trusted Jesus and not allow it to affect how you are now. There are things that you need to do. There are things that I need to do. We need to continue in your faith. Don't just believe once, but keep on trusting, always knowing that you depend only and entirely on what Jesus has done for you. We don't talk about the death and the resurrection of Jesus just for the benefit of those who are not yet in that place of trusting him today. We all need to hear the significance of those moments time and time again. That's why we share communion regularly, because it brings us back to that place. You need to continue in your faith. You need to stay established and firm. Don't be dissuaded from the truth of the gospel by what other people might say or think. And do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. I think there's a link here uh, to the, wise, the story that Jesus told of the wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain came and the winds blew. And because that house was built on the rock, it stood firm. Whereas a house that was built on the sand tumbled and fell. Build your house on the rock of Jesus Christ and stay there. Do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. There is quite a challenge in this step on our journey of hope. To believe totally in Jesus, to have complete confidence in Jesus all the time, and not to waver. So if that is the case, what are the kind of things that might set us off course? What are the temptations that might cause us to drift? If the Apostle Paul is saying to the church in Colossae, you must stay firm, you must keep believing, you must remain secure and not drift from the hope that God has given to you. 
what are the things that perhaps might cause us to drift? I'm just going to suggest a few. And the first that comes to my mind is materialism and consumerism. Money and possessions are not in any way wrong in themselves. They're part of what God has provided for us. They're a great blessing in so many ways. But they can become all-consuming. They can consume our time, our energy, our thoughts, our actions. And I'm sure we all struggle with this. Certainly I do. I want to be a good steward of money. So I may not accept the first quote for a car insurance renewal. But then it takes time to find alternative quotes and to secure a cheaper deal. I only use that illustration because it's something I did this week. did manage to get £10 off this year, so it's a little bit better. But the challenge is to sustain a deep level of spirituality in our complex materialist society where we are often engaged in this kind of thing because this is the world in which we live and yet we must not let it become all-consuming because primarily our focus is upon Jesus. Media and communication is the next that comes to mind. The hours that you might spend on Facebook compared with the hours of reading the Bible. Not everyone uses Facebook, and again, it can be an incredibly valuable tool for social networking. Some of the students training for Baptist ministry at the college where I'm involved, they're in Romania at the moment. They're posting a lot on Twitter. I'm following it. It's great to be able to follow them through the places that I know well myself. And when I see them later on in the term, it will add depth to our conversation, and it will be fantastic that we've had that interaction, which some years ago would not have been possible. So we have many blessings from our media and our communication and all the uh, developments that have come to light in more recent times. But again, it can be all-consuming. So consuming that we miss the focus of Jesus. And that's where the temptation lies. Going with the flow when we need to be distinctive in a positive way. The idea that everyone does it, so it's okay for me too. It's so important to have a clear vision of what Christian living involves. A clear set of values that come from Jesus himself and words of scripture. You remember Jesus gave us a picture of the broad way and the narrow way. And I think that is often misunderstood. He spoke about a wide road that leads to destruction and the narrow road which leads to life. And I think sometimes we will envisage that as Christians being in the narrow road, which is going off in some uh, country lane or some meandering direction, a long way away from everyone else, in their own little spiritual bubble. But rather I think we should understand the narrow road as within the wide road right up in the middle of the broad way exactly where everyone else is but in a different way of traveling living a distinctive attractive compelling Christian life on the journey of hope that's being positively distinctive 
but totally engaged in where everyone else is. And I think that's the challenge if we're keeping our focus on Jesus. So the temptations to drift, just getting totally absorbed in materialism or consumerism, getting totally absorbed in media and communication, going with the flow, being, if you like, in the broad way and not being distinctive in any way. Facing difficult situations is another part of where we can sometimes lose our way. Hard times can either draw us closer to God or can allow us to drift further away. Jesus was quite clear that we will all suffer in many different ways. In John's Gospel, he wrote the words, this is the w in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Words of Jesus, recorded in John's Gospel. Take heart, I have overcome the world. But it acknowledges that in this world, you will have trouble. We do all have difficult times to face. This coming Friday, I have a difficult time to face. The funeral of my sister-in-law, Janet. And I'm not hiding the fact that I feel deeply saddened that uh, just a couple of weeks ago, my sister-in-law died. Though equally rejoicing that she is now in God's closer presence. There is a challenge, there is a pain, there is a difficulty that surrounds that time. Difficult situations can sometimes cause people to drift, but at other times they can be the very place where we come closer to God himself. Ultimately, the challenge of this passage is that we need to have confidence in Jesus Christ. I'll say more tonight about exactly who Jesus is from the words of this passage. But recognizing that he is supreme, that he is the son of God, that the world has been created through him, that everything, he holds everything together, that he is head of the church, that he is Lord of all, recognizing this. Recognizing that he's provided the way for us to be forgiven. The challenge this morning is that we need to continue in our faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. Confidence in Jesus. To have complete confidence in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hold firmly to him. Don't drift. Don't step away. Keep firm in your faith. There's a song that we end to sing in the moment. You are my strength, strength like no other. And then he goes on to say, you are my hope. Hope like no other reaches to me. And then we go on to share communion. And in these moments... May God's Spirit really bring home to us to stay confident in Jesus, focused in our faith, not to drift, not to move away from the hope that God has given to you.